What's up, guys, and welcome to the first episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast in 2021. And in today's podcast, we will be talking about the NBA and kind of recapping what's been going on so far. So let's get right into it. And Henry, let's start off with the teams that are just not good at all. I believe both teams are winless as of right now. And that's the Detroit Pistons and the Washington Wizards. And we kind of had high expectations for the Washington Wizards coming into this one while acquiring Russell Westbrook, having Bradley Beal, and having also a high draft pick in Denny Abdiha. And they also have a nice young core there. I mean, this team was kind of bound to be a playoff team almost this year with the addition of Westbrook and still holding on to Bradley Beal. So what do you think of the Wizards? And also, I just want to touch up on the Pistons. I know we didn't really have high expectations for them, but still, I mean, they are just not a good basketball team, and they're probably on their way to the number one pick if they keep losing at this rate. So what, what do you think of these two teams? What do you have to say about them? Andrew, the Wizards, they just haven't gelled together. And without preseason, such short trading camp, adding a player like Russell Westbrook to your team, a lot of guys just have to get used to playing with him. And it's it takes a long adjusting period. And I think it's going to be a while before this team fully starts to gel and play better. I still think they'll end up in the playoffs, maybe in that play-in game, because when you start so bad, it's going to be hard to rebound to – a top eight seed, but I think they'll end up getting in the play in game and eventually making the playoffs and probably exiting in the first round. And in the Pistons case, I, I, I tried to tell you, Andrew, and you didn't believe me. I said the Pistons would be the worst team in the NBA. When we did our rankings together, you had them, I believe at 12th in the Eastern conference. And I had them at 15th. And I said, there's no way that you can say that the Pistons are better than any team in the NBA right now. Do I think they'll go, they'll go Oh, and 72. Absolutely not. Do I think they'll win more than 15 games? Absolutely not. This Pistons team is atrocious. The fact that Jeremy Grant and Josh Jackson are two leading scorers right now sums it up for you. And this team doesn't have a whole lot of hope. Killian Hayes so far has been absolutely atrocious, and his one good game has been against one of the worst defensive point guards in the NBA in Trey Young. And, of course, he had to come out of that game with an injury, so – Pistons are going to piston. We can't expect more than that, Andrew. I mean, you said it all. I mean, Josh Jackson is one of our leading scorers. And he, he was in the G League last year. And Jeremy Grant was probably the third or fourth option on that Denver Nuggets team last year. And now he's probably the first option. And I, you see, I really liked the additions that the Pistons made. And that's why I had them high. I mean, I can admit as of right now, it's looking like I was completely wrong having the Pistons at 12, but here's what I have to say. I mean, Blake Griffin, I really thought he was going to be playing back to that all-star level. He played at in 2018 with the Pistons. I thought Jeremy Grant would play very well, which he is. Jeremy Grant isn't playing that bad. And I really liked all the other additions that the Pistons made. I really expected Derek Rose to play well. And he's not even playing that bad. I, I, It's tough to see what's going wrong. I just feel like there's not enough star power on this team. Not enough guys who could just take the ball, hit shots. I mean, with, with this Pistons team, you watch them and you really don't know who's going to be the leading scorer. And you don't see that with every team unless they're either really good or really bad. So that's that's kind of the case here. They just don't have enough good players to be a good team. And that they just are not a good basketball team just because they're not that talented of a team, probably the least talented team in the NBA, like you said. So yeah, Pistons there. 
and the Wizards, I really expect them to bounce back once uh, Russell Westbrook and everybody gets used to the system with each other because Russell Westbrook, when you add him, he kind of changes up the whole system because he's so ball dominant. So I really expect them to kind of rebound from their poor start and do a little better. I don't know if they'll make a play-in game. I just don't think it might be their season. But I definitely expect them to win a few more games than people are saying as of right now. But let's move on to John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. And we saw John Morant had a not great injury, kind of nasty injury we saw with his ankle. And we're just hoping for the best for him. But that's not really looking good for Memphis, especially this early in the season. I mean, you could look at it two ways. I mean, if your team can be good enough to be in a spot when John Morant comes back to still compete for the playoffs, you can view that as a good thing. You give John Morant some time to rest, and then he'll be back for the playoffs. But as of right now, I mean, I don't even know if Memphis can even survive for that long because they're also without their second option, Jaron Jackson Jr. So what do you think about Memphis? Do you think they still have any shot at the playoffs? Or do you think at this point, there's just no hope? I mean, for them to make the playoffs, Ja and Jaron have to come back earlier than expect, not earlier, but at like the earlier part of their timelines. So Jaron needs to be back within the next two, three weeks. And Ja needs to come back within three weeks of when that high ankle sprain happened. And if they're able to come back, then yeah, they'll still have a chance because at that point they'll only have played like 10 or so games. But if the injuries are longer than expected, it's going to be a struggle because outside of those two guys, this team is not very good. And they're obviously still one player away from being true contenders. Do I think they still have a shot at the playoffs? Obviously, because it's the NBA and there's so many games where you can go on a 10 game winning streak and all of a sudden put yourselves back in the playoff race. But they, they're one and three right now, and I don't expect it to get much better. So if John and Jaron are out for extended periods of time compared to what they were ex- supposed to do, I mean, this is only going to get worse for them, Andrew. Yeah, and they, they the only problem with them is that they just caught the injury bug this season, and they were supposed to have some pretty high expectations for this young core and trying to make that playoffs, but I just don't know if it'll happen this season, especially with these injuries. So that's that's the problem there. They, they caught the injury bug, and sometimes you just can't help it. But with that being said, I just don't think it's their year because when you have this many injuries, especially to two top guys, I don't really think you expect to make the playoffs. So if, if I were them, maybe you just – I hate to say this, but maybe this early in the season you just kind of have to chalk it up and – kind of say maybe we just play for I know these the players would hate to hear this but maybe you just play for a better draft pick and play for that possible third star because we know how deep that this upcoming draft is so even if you win a couple games and get that fifth pick you could still possibly get a really good player possibly that third star for this team so maybe just maybe I, I truly hate that I'm saying this but with the two injuries to your top three guys and a very slow start. Maybe you just chalk it up and say, Hey, let's play for a good draft pick. Don't rush John Moran. The, here's what I'm saying. When they say play for a good draft pick, that doesn't mean you tell your guys to start missing shots. It means maybe you just don't rush back John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. Maybe you just say, Hey, 
maybe it just isn't our year this year. Take your time with your recovery. We need you back healthy next year. We're looking at next year. Not, not exactly. We're pushing for the playoffs this year. They're just not in that position right now. So what I say, don't rush those two and kind of get a good draft pick. Just don't, just don't make a push for the playoffs if I'm the Memphis Grizzlies. But let's move on to a team that is very much in the playoff race right now. That's the Indiana Pacers. And we just want to talk about DeMontis Sabonis. I mean, he's an up-and-coming star. I really think nobody can deny that right now. And he's averaging some really great averages. I'm pretty sure Henry might know those averages, but I, I, I don't really know him off the top of my head. But he is – I know, here's what I know, that DeMontis Sabonis is almost averaging a triple-double, and he's a forward. I mean, you don't typically hear that in the NBA, so – DeMontis Sabonis is doing some really great stuff at 6'11", I believe he's he's standing at or something like that. He's he's incredible, and he's definitely an up-and-coming star, and he he might even make an all-NBA team this year. And I, I am here to say I truly didn't think when he was the all-star last year that he should have been. I, I did not think he was that good, I have to be honest, DeMontis Sabonis. I really thought he was an overrated NBA player, and, man, is he proving me wrong this year. He's coming back. 10 times better than he was last year. And he was an all-star last year. Like he is looking like one of the best players in the NBA, which is crazy to say, but as of right now, that's what he's looking like. So DeMontis Sabonis looking great. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, Andrew, as you mentioned, his stats, he's averaging 22 points per game, 11 rebounds, seven assists. And for a 6'11 power forward to be doing that, I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, you see Nikola Jokic doing that and he's, on an all NBA team every year. So I think DeMontis Sabonis needs to be getting that respect as one of the best big men in the NBA. And especially this Pacers team. I mean, they're starting the year four and one. Unfortunately, they did lose TJ Warren for an extended period of time due to a stress fracture, but this team is still one of the most underrated teams and underappreciated teams in the entire NBA as they find they're developing that star player that they've been needing for years since Paul George has been gone and DeMontis Sabonis, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, DeMontis Sabonis has truly become that star that the Pacers have needed. And they were, it was looking like it was going to be Victor Oladipo for a little while, but then he got injured, had that major injury and DeMontis Sabonis has really stepped up. So this Indiana Pacers team is really deep. So I'd be interested to see what they can do down the a stretch in the season and see if they can actually still maintain that top seeded playoff uh, spot that they're in right now. But let's move on to our next topic. And this is surprising teams. And first of all, I I'm very high on this duo Sexland, uh, Colin Sexton and uh, Darius Garland. That's their, that's a new uh, nickname. But <laughs> if you guys were wondering, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing pretty well, actually. And, Starting off with Sexland and <laughs> Darius Garland. Oh man, it gets me every time when I say that. But <laughs> Darius Garland is playing is uh, 19 points per game and four rebounds and seven assists. He is improving dramatically from the previous season. And same with Count Sexton, averaging 26 points per game, two rebounds, four assists. This duo is looking very good. And honestly, I can say this probably looking like one of the better backcourts in the NBA right now, especially with them being so young Cleveland. I didn't think I'd be saying this, but cause I was not very high on Cleveland's draft picks in the past, especially this season, but I truly think Cleveland could have a bright future and starting off with Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, 
I mean, when you have two very young guys, I think Colin Sexton's no older than 24, 23. He's averaging 26 points per game. And I know Darius Garland's probably 22 himself. He's averaging 20 points per game, seven assists. I mean, you, you got to very, you got to be very high on your young core right now, if you're Cleveland and you got to be very high in your organization because they obviously did a great job drafting. It's looking out, looking great right now. And at the time, I really thought they, both of those draft picks were not great. I didn't mind the Sexton pick, but that Garland pick, I wasn't sure about this year that Okoro pick wasn't looking great. And then honestly, Okoro has been playing pretty well for this Cleveland team. Garland, obviously Sexton. I mean, this young core is going to be great and this Cleveland organization has done a great job drafting. So what do you think about the Cleveland Cavaliers so far? But before you talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers, I also want to mention the Orlando Magic have been playing pretty well. Sacramento Kings as well. And I Magic, Markel Fultz has been playing very well. I'm very happy to see him playing well because of course we had such high expectations for him. And then that awful injury I'm, I'm i'm not even sure to this day what that was it's something in his shoulder but it just totally stopped his development in the nba now you see him finally getting back sacramento kings i mean we knew this team has just been very young as of recently and now they're though those young core is playing really well as darren fox buddy healed uh marvin bagley all those younger guys honestly they're not even so young anymore in terms of the nba but those guys have been, we've been waiting for them to, to develop. They've been doing pretty good. So honestly, Henry, what do you have to say about these three teams? Because all of them are generally young. I know the Magic are a little older team, but between Cleveland Cavaliers, Magic, Kings, I mean, these teams are kind of surprising us. So what do you have to say about them? Yeah, Andrew, and you mentioned it with Cleveland, with that backward duo of Sexland. I mean, those are two of the best young players guards in the in the NBA right now and you mentioned it with Sexton averaging 26 a game not many people in the NBA are averaging 26 a game and for a guy who's only in his third fourth year to do it I mean that's that's very very bright for Cleveland's future and of course Andre Drummond is finally deciding to make a shot outside of 10 inches as he leaves the Pistons so that's always great to see and I mean this team is still very young still is missing some pieces obviously this could definitely be a playoff team, especially with that backcourt make, making them into a true contender to get one of those final spots in the Eastern Conference. And then you mentioned it with the Magic. It's just so weird how the NBA has been this year. They're 4-0, and then last night they, they got beat by 40 by the 76ers. So just shows that this year is just, it's just crazy in the NBA, and anyone can get beat on every night. But, I mean, Markel Fultz, like you mentioned, he's finally starting to play like a better point guard in the NBA. I wouldn't say he's playing up to his number one pick value, but he's definitely playing better than a lot of people expected him to ever be after that injury. And like you said, no, still no one knows what that injury was, but I'm very happy to see Markel Fultz playing very well. And Nikola Vucevic is still one of the most underrated big men in the entire NBA, as well as Terrence Ross coming off the bench. I mean, he's averaging what, 20, 23 points per game at this point. So the Magic have been playing really well outside of last night against the 76ers. So I think this Magic team could definitely surprise some people going forward. And then the Sacramento Kings, that backcourt between De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald is one of the better backcourts in the NBA right now, regardless of age. And they're even bringing Tyrese Halliburton off the, 
the bench who's averaging 10.6 points and shooting 50% from three. So for a rookie able to do that, that's very impressive. And obviously Marvin Bagley still has some steps to take to become a bit better center in the NBA, but he's definitely playing better than he has been in the past couple of years. So that's definitely good to see. And this team is definitely a team that can compete in the West a hundred percent. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Probably not, but they show that with De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald in the backcourt, they can definitely compete with almost anyone. Yeah, and I'm, I think all of these three teams that we mentioned between the Cavaliers, Kings, and Orlando Magic, I really think all of them have really bright futures, and they're all generally young teams. I know Magic are a little older, but still. I mean, these teams have not been performing great as of lately in terms of previous seasons and now they're kind of on the on the uprise I guess you can say and playing very well so I, I think it's great for these teams because we could see a shift in power in the next couple of years see which teams start playing better and these three teams are definitely some of those teams who have been playing poorly but now are playing better but let's move on to our next topic and let's talk about who has been kind of the best team slash most impressive team so far and who who's been and who impressed you the most so far this season in terms of in the NBA and which teams might have you expected not to be that great, but are playing pretty well? I wouldn't say impressed me. I'd say this is probably the best team right now. And it's probably the Los Angeles Clippers, to be honest with you. Outside of that game against the Mavericks, they've looked like the most dominant team in the NBA so far. I mean, they beat the Lakers. They beat the Nuggets. They beat the Timberwolves. I think they beat the Trailblazers also. So, I mean, those are four very solid teams. And without Kawhi Leonard, they show that they're a very different team. But Kawhi Leonard is back, and I think that he's still one of the top three players in the NBA right now. And overall, this team has been playing better than the Lakers, the Nets. I mean, both those teams, I think, are three and two right now. So you can't really say that they've been playing a whole lot better than the Los Angeles Clippers. So, so far I'd say the Los Angeles Clippers have been the most impressive slash best team in the NBA for me. Andrew. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of been a mix between the Phoenix Suns and Indiana Pacers. I know we mentioned the Pacers before, and I thought they were going to be a pretty good team this year, but not as good as they've been playing. And that starts off with DeMontis Sabonis. I know we already talked about that, but he's truly just a true leader of this team and he's playing very well. So is this Indiana Pacers team. And the Phoenix Suns, I see, I knew they were going to be good, like the Pacers, but I didn't think they're going to be this good. And I really thought they were going to be one of the lower seeds. But right now they're sitting at the two seed in the Western Conference, right below the team you mentioned, the Los Angeles Clippers. They, they I, I think we can say they probably have a top three backcourt in the NBA right now between Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I mean, that, that addition of Chris Paul, was amazing by this Phoenix organization. And they that was probably the best move of the offseason, I think, by any team. Adding Chris Paul to that team, I think it really helped them out in terms of keeping Devin Booker. Because I think if they didn't acquire somebody that would help Devin Booker become uh, an all-star or get into the playoffs, I, I, I think Devin Booker would have been gone. But now I think they developed a great team in the Western Conference, a team that can compete. And I think that's what Devin Booker wants to be a part of, a team that can actually win, a team that can compete. And now the Phoenix Suns are just that with the addition of Chris Paul. So Phoenix Suns and a team that surprised me, I guess we can say, have been 
like very surprised me like team I thought that was going to be completely awful and they're playing really good right now is I can't say really good but they're playing good and we already talked about them it was the Cleveland Cavaliers they have a winning record right now and I actually had them finishing at 14th in the Eastern Conference but as of right now I don't think they're going to finish that low they're playing very well and it starts off with Sexland as I mentioned Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. I'm not going to get too much in depth on that because I know I already did. But yeah, Cleveland Cavaliers have been the most surprising team in the Phoenix Suns and Indiana Pacers. I can't say they've been the most surprising, but they've probably been the most impressive teams I've seen so far. Let's move on to our final topic. And this is about teams that are kind of under underperforming right now. Teams that we thought were going to be pretty good, but aren't playing up to expectations right now. So Henry... Which teams are just not playing that good for you right now? And just teams that you really thought were going to be the top of their conferences, but they're just not playing great right now. Yeah, Andrew, and those three teams, I think, right now are the Dallas Mavericks, the Denver Nuggets, and the Toronto Raptors. Toronto's 1-3 right now. I think a lot of people expected them to be better, but that loss of Serge Ibaka and Marcus All just shows that big men are still very important in today's game. And I don't see this team getting a whole lot better. I think they're going to finish as one of the lesser and not as good teams in the Eastern Conference until they're able to get a big man. So maybe a guy like Evan Mobley in the draft could be the answer to this team. But right now, they don't look very good to me. And the Dallas Mavericks, I mean, it's a lot on the shooting of Luka Doncic. I mean, he's shooting 9.5% from three right now. That's, that's not good at all. So if Luka Doncic wants to be considered a top five player in the NBA, be that MVP caliber player that he was expected to be coming into this year, he has to start shooting the ball significantly better. And for a guy that's averaging 24, six and six, shooting 9.5% is not acceptable, especially for an MVP caliber player. And then the Denver Nuggets, they had an injury to Jamal Murray, who I think is going to return, but his team has been very disappointing. I think they end up turning it around because they have an MVP caliber player in Jokic and Jamal Murray, who is supposed to be one of the better point guards in the NBA and Michael Porter Jr., who right now looks like maybe the most improved player in the NBA. So I think this team will eventually turn it around. I just don't think right now is, is the peak of their play, Andrew. Yeah, and I also want to mention a couple other teams. I agree with everything you said. And I want to mention the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, I think they're going to turn it around, but they're off to a very slow start. Two and three, I believe they're at. And me and you, I believe both had them at the one seed. Predict, we predicted them to be the one seed when it's all said and done at the end of the regular season. And right now, I just don't know if they're going to be that one seed. And also Miami Heat, I had them at being the two seed. And right now they, they're at, sitting at 500, two and two, and they're just not looking that great. So. Those are two other teams. I agree with the three teams you said between Denver, Dallas, and Toronto. And I also want to mention Milwaukee and Miami. Those two teams are not playing that well right now. I believe both those teams will turn it around. So that's kind of the difference between some of those other teams that you had there. And I know Dallas is dealing with an injury to Kristaps Porzingis and Toronto. I, I don't know if they're going to turn that around anytime soon Toronto's just not looking like a good basketball team this year and I know they lost a lot in free agency and didn't really gain much so that's where that kind of comes from Dallas and Denver are dealing with injuries and Milwaukee and the Heat I believe the Heat are dealing with an injury or two and also 
Uh, Milwaukee, I don't think they're dealing with an injury. I just think they're not playing that good right now. But I, I truly think they'll turn it around. When you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, a top three NBA player right now, I mean, you're you're going to be a good basketball team. I think they're just struggling a little right now, off to a cold start. I think the players need to gel together because they made some a lot of additions in the offseason. I mean, they totally revamped that team from the previous season to this season. So I just think it will take a, a couple more games for them to gel together, and then they'll start playing a lot better. This team is very talented. I expect Milwaukee to turn it around, as well as Miami, Denver, and Dallas, once they all get back healthy. But Toronto – that's the one outlier I think out of all of this. I just don't think they have the pieces to turn it around. They're very, they don't have a lot of depth in their big men and their forwards. And that's where it's going to hurt them. Yeah, Andrew, I, I think that you said it all. I think the Bucs are going to turn around. The Heat have been dealing with an injury to Jimmy Butler. So I think eventually they'll turn it around. The Mavericks, obviously Porzingis is out and he's just one of the most unique players in the NBA. I think they'll turn around and the Nuggets, they just have to play better. That's, that's it's strictly that they haven't really had any injuries and the Raptors, like you said, I think they're the odd team out. I don't think they're going to turn around, but Andrew with that, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe rate and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the last egg sports podcast.